0: What is up, my dudes? Welcome back to yet another episode of Olympia Oddities. I'm so excited about today's episode since I get to talk about one of my favorite topics again, mysterious blobs. However, unlike the first episode of my podcast that covered blob rain falling just in Oakville, Washington, these blobs affected the entire west coast of North America. Let's get right into today's story about how beginning in 2017, mysterious blobs began washing up on an Oregon beach, Kicking off an investigation into what and where these strange blobby invaders originated from. Beginning in the spring of 2017, millions of strange clear tubular blobs began to wash up on beaches, appear in research teams' nets, and get pulled up on fishing hooks. Most of these strange clear pickle looking things were small, but some reached sizes up to two feet long. Adding adding to the otherworldly aura around them, they let off an eerie blue glow. If they were handled, they would ooze a thick goo, and people described them as feeling firm, kind of like a cucumber, and they were covered in small raised bumps. Now, if you look up a picture of these things later, once I tell you what they are, you will probably laugh at them, because I definitely laughed at them like a middle school boy. I will just say that they definitely look like something that you would find in a Spencer's gift shop. Fishermen in Sitka, Alaska, ended up having to call off fishing for a while because any time they pulled their hooks back up, all they caught were these tube creatures. It would soon be found out that these creatures dominated the water column for several hundred feet. Leon Shaw, from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, described these blobs' impact on local fishing, saying that, When fishermen were trolling for Chinook in midwater, they were dragging these lines with 50 hooks, and they were coming up with these things on basically every hook. It got to the point where they couldn't effectively fish. Scientists on research expeditions were pulling up five-gallon buckets of them at one time. Eventually, these strange blobs were identified as pyrosomes. Pyrosomes are cone-shaped tunicates, or a marine invertebrate animal. Each pyrosome is made up of hundreds to thousands of other multicelled animals, animals called zoids, Each zoid is just a few millimeters long, but is embedded into a gooey sheet that holds them together as a colony, called a pyrosome. Pyrosomes can be just a centimeter long, or they can grow to sizes several meters in length. They're also known as fire bodies due to the bright blue bioluminescent glow they emit that can be seen from up to tens of meters away. Although a lot of platonic organisms are bioluminescent, the glow coming from pyrosomes is noteworthy because of its brightness and length of time that it goes on. Often waves of light will pass back and forth through the colony as each individual zooid detects the light and emits their own in response. Touching the pyrosomes causes them to glow as well as exposing them to light. Pyrosomes are also sometimes called sea pickles due to their pickle-like resemblance, with each bump being a zooid. Pyrosomes are also closely related to salps and are sometimes called fire salps. You might remember our friends the salps from a previous episode when i gave an update on my oakville blob theory i personally believe that the weird blobs discovered that day may have been salps that were either sucked up from the ocean and rained down on oakville or more likely pulled out of a plastic bag that someone took to the beach and planted there pyrosomes are platonic which means that their movement relies on tides currents and waves to push and pull them around the ocean they are capable of small amounts of jet propulsion by all of the zooids beating their cilia or hairy little protrusions to move once the blobs were pop- properly id'd another mystery popped up pyrosomes were most commonly found in tropical waters with the odd one occasionally popping up off the shore of british columbia but for the most part staying in warmer waters so suddenly why were there so many of them invading the cold waters of the pacific they were so rare in the area prior to 2017 that the canadian scientist in charge of putting together an annual state of the ocean report Had actually never even heard of them. West Coast scientists looking into them struggled to find them even mentioned in their readings, let alone detailed information on these creatures. Scientists began working to figure out what had caused the sudden invasion of so many pyrosomes in the area. They finally decided that, due to the El Niño heating the waters of the Pacific during 2014 and 2015, that this must have been the reason for all these creatures' arrival. During these years, animals of all sorts were found in places that they didn't belong, with reports of warm water sharks and tuna being caught in Alaska, tropical sea snakes off the coast of California, and the longest, most toxic bloom of algae ever recorded killing crab, anchovies, seals, and sea lions. A few pyrosomes were discovered during this time, but it wouldn't be until the waters began to cool off in 2017 that they would exponentially grow in number. As the sea began to cool, the pyrosomes began to multiply, for reasons that still aren't 100% understood. In a paper published by the North Pacific Marine Science Organization, it was noted that climate change may determine the future of pyrosomes in the Pacific Northwest. They wrote that, Projected climate change in the coming decades may lead to anomalous events such as the pyrosome bloom becoming more common in the future, requiring continuing monitoring to assess its impacts and the sudden large number of them appearing seems to have already affected the local ecosystem. Scientists have found that rockfish have been binging on pyrosomes instead of their usual highly nutritious diet of krill and shrimp. NOAA Research Fisheries biologist Lori Wetcamp explained when interviewed by the Oregonian saying that they think that they're eating hamburgers and instead they're eating celery, even worse than celery. Scientists don't believe that this diet change will outright kill the fish, but it may stunt their growth and have an effect on local fishermen's profits. While the pyrosome's exact role in the food chain is still a mystery, it appears like they're here to stay, at least for now. Oregon State University Research Assistant Jennifer Fisher told the Oregonian of the last research crew she was on, saying, quote, We saw a range of sizes, which to me indicates they are reproducing. To me, that indicates whatever conditions they need, they're doing well, and they're surviving clearly, and they're flourishing. Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. If you want to support the podcast, feel free to leave me a positive review. Um, Follow the Facebook or Instagram page at Olympia Oddities Podcast or tell a friend about me. Um, My mental health has been doing a lot better lately, so I feel like I'm ready to give you guys a nice, good, spooky, true crime episode for the next one. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, friends.